Please join us for Northern Apostle Radio's Witness to Hope, the show where you can listen to inspiring stories of faith and hope from people you may know right here in the Marquette area. Hearing how God has sustained others with courage and perseverance, even through some of life's most difficult challenges, can inspire us to trust in God's loving care for us, even when we don't understand His ways. As St. Paul tells us in Romans 5, 3 through 5. We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit which has been given to us. Listen now as Monsignor Michael Stieber, pastor of St. Peter Cathedral, talks with today's guest. This is Monsignor Michael Stieber, pastor of St. Peter Cathedral in Marquette. We're here again in Northern Apostle Radio with our second segment of Witness to Hope with Dr. Lance and Christine Mackey. And it was so wonderful hearing from you both last time. I'd like to pick up on uh, an area that you you described a little bit in your journey towards the Catholic faith, Lance. You asked the question about what about contraception and talk with our audience about how you and Christine came to embrace natural family planning instead of contraception. Well, when I was in residency, I'll never forget our program chairman, who was Jewish, um, asked six of us, uh, would we be willing to do abortions? Because they were considering that in the military. Hmm. And uh, everybody said no. And I said, how many of you are Catholic? Everybody said, we all are. Hmm. He said, how many, would you, how many of you would do tubal ligations? We all raised our hand, no problem. Obviously, we had not soaked in Humana Vitae. Mm. And so that went on for a while. And uh, when we were in private practice, some of my patients pointed that out to us about contraception. So we tried for a while not to do that. I think Chris wanted to say something. Uh, I did. I was going to continue that, uh, that you asked Father Joe about uh, birth control at that time he gave you an answer like kind of whatever your conscience told you to do now that was 1975 and i think there was a lot of confusion mm-hmm. with within the church just what to do with humana vitae with us we really hadn't been big proponents of birth control before we were Catholic. I think I was taking something at that time because I felt like I wasn't ready to have another baby after losing Adam. But I quickly stopped taking those. And we were trying to do NFP with uh, the temperature you have to do that first thing in the morning, and sometimes I'm not the best then. Actually do it while you're still in bed, and I was reaching for that thermometer and trying to do that, and, oh, it just was not working out at all. So I don't know if I dropped or uh, threw the thermometer, <laughs> but uh, it broke, and I said, I'm not I'm not ever doing this again. <laughs> this this is dumb. So we really didn't. We just put it in the Lord's hands. 
maybe kind of unknowingly at that time, but we did. And we had another son and that was like 75, yeah, yeah, 19, I know when he was born, (laughs) 1977, we had a son, then 1978, we, we had a daughter, and then 82, we had uh, Michael, so um, I, I know now that we were very open to the Holy Spirit, and uh, even though we might not have known we were. <laughs> yeah, and she had a couple of losses too, uh, early mm-hmm. uh, pregnancy losses. Mm-hmm. I could speak about that just briefly. Um, when a mother conceives, by the way, there's a mixing of fetal and mother blood. It's called fetal microchimerism. And basically the mom starts to bond already, mm-hmm. very, very, very early. In the pregnancy, um, and and most of the the things are actually all the things that people object to about science. The Catholic Church has perfectly coincides with science. It's it's amazing, and I'm going to get back to that in a second. But what what happened when I was in residency is uh, we just weren't aware, and like Chris said, we kind of went with our consciences. But I don't think I ever read Humanity and I don't remember anybody talking about it. Hmm. And so a few years ago, a, a mutual physician friend of mine asked me about it. And I said, oh, yeah, we all, we all give birth control pills, and we all do troubles. And she goes, you might want to check on that. <clears throat> so we did. The more I checked, the more I realized that I could not do that. Hmm. Uh, so I'm a hospitalist. That means I just work in the hospital. I don't have a clinic. And, uh, I went to my boss, and I said, I'm not going to do tubules anymore. He goes, why not? I said, because of my beliefs. He goes, well, I'm Catholic, and so is my aunt, and she thinks it's fine, and I think it's fine. I said, well, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'll back you up. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, don't worry about it. He retired in December of last year, and I got fired in January. Mm-hmm. So I've not worked in six months. They keep finding reasons not to put me to work. I just got the news today, though, a big, big hospital in Orlando, and I would tell you which one it was, but I don't want to embarrass the chairman who's Catholic supports me. And I just today got the word I can finally go back to work. So wow. it, it, but, it, you know, it's been very tough uh, financially. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of times wondering where, where we're going to, you know, almost I joke to my friends, we're going to go down to Walmart and sell pencils. But we never had to do that. <laughs> so I, I do get to go back to work. Uh, wow. And it's been a tremendous period of growth for both of us. You know, when you're out in the desert, you know, that gives you lots of time to think about things. So uh, what we've recently been trained in is a particular type of uh, family planning. Uh, it's called FEM. It stands for Fertility Evaluation and Medical Management. It's designed or developed by Catholic physicians it's more of a secular program in, in terms of it doesn't have you don't have to be Catholic to do it, but it's certainly something that anybody that wanted to follow the teachings of the church, uh, it, it's perfectly in line with Humana Vitae. And not only does it cover when you'd like to try to get pregnant, when you'd rather abstain for a not abstain but not not conceive in a particular cycle, but it also can be used to diagnose um, and treat teenagers with acne, people that have polycystic ovarian syndrome, diabetes, and it, it basically uses a woman's menstrual cycle as the fifth vital sign. So mm-hmm. we're starting that 
Catholic Charities in Orlando sponsored and sent us to training in New York. And our bishop is the one that wants us to get it out throughout our entire diocese. We have 90 uh, parishes. We're going to start with uh, one close to home and then work church by church. And here's the, here's the key. I, I try to go to Mass every day. And I took an informal poll of people at Mass that I didn't know. Just, hi, I'm pretty friendly. And then, uh, so what do you think about the 50th anniversary of Humanavite? And most people gave me a blank stare. Most mm-hmm. daily communicants had no idea wow. what Humanavite is. And it's something that has to come from the pulpit, mm-hmm. and it has to be backed by the bishop. And so we have a bishop that is totally behind that. So we have a plan that you know he's going to have his priests mm-hmm. uh, talk about it. It's the 50th anniversary, as, as I just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then people that are looking for a Catholic-based medical practice, Chris and I are going to do that. So she's going to take care of the women, and I'm going to take care of the men. I'm trained in men's health. And so uh, it's a perfect opportunity to people to integrate their own spirituality. Actually, Lance will take care of the women uh, (laughs) sometimes, too. Right. So it's not like I'm the only one. (laughs) (laughs) But she is... As a woman and as a mother and as a clinician, she's so much better <laughs> at, at that type of thing than me. Even though I'm trained as an obstetrician, she just has that knack. Mm-hmm. And people believe her, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We might say, too, you didn't mention the name of our bishop uh, who gets tremendous credit. Oh, Bishop Noonan, John Noonan. John Noonan. In, mm-hmm. in Orlando. He's a great man. <laughs> he is. I don't know the bishop here that well, but I'm sure he's wonderful, too. I'm mm-hmm. sure he's going to hear this. So. In fact, Bishop John <laughs> just preached about uh, the Catholic principles of what's the problem with contraception and what natural family planning offers. So, And we've spoken about we preached about it here well, over I, the I years. Knew that. Yeah. I just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's great. So, you know, I, I have a... And I'm not making a plug, but I have a program. Mm-hmm. It's called Strong Vital, and uh, I'm trying to get men to be real men in the sense of uh, Jesus was a real man and St. Joseph was a real man. Being a former Marine, I'm going to have a little core uh, component to it. Uh, they, they're going to make a commitment, and they're going to do it. And we, we are really lacking um, strong male leadership in today's world and the culture of mm-hmm. death. Uh, there's, there's a lot of dads who are kind of like I was back then, just not paying attention to the family. So uh, I'm particularly empathetic to that and want to help support the men. And then Chris will help with the women and we'll work together too. I think I said briefly, we're sex therapists, so if there's an issue there. Again, um, sex is something people don't want to talk about. We know that Satan takes the truth and sex is a beautiful thing and twists it mm-hmm. into something evil and ugly. And so we, we, can, we can deal. We're, we're also... To blend it all together, we're completing our certification at the Theology of the Body Institute, so we should be done with that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We, we have a, a title. We, we're kind of afraid to put it out there because it scares people away. It's called Catholic Sexual Medicine, and uh, I don't think the world in general is quite ready for it, but mm-hmm. I think Catholics should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and that encompasses lots of things that we do. It's going to be, well, the FEM that Lance just talked about is going to be part of it. I think the Strong Vital 
is and I'm going to additionally take care of women who are menopausal, perimenopausal, that have a lot of needs and I've been doing that for a while and it's an important area of nursing as a nurse practitioner. I think we might also talk about a component of Catholic sexual medicine that we're uh, working on, sure. uh, which is pornography. Uh, that's the, the other end of the spectrum. And uh, human trafficking, those are the negative aspects of it that need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before I leave the femme thing, just real briefly, uh, people sometimes say, well, that's really not Catholic enough, but it really is uh, a, a means of evangelization, and people are looking for the truth. And when they start seeing how this works, and and especially when they see couples that are you know doing what they're supposed to do, when when they're not uh, actively intimate, uh, they're going to get it. So it is a great evangelization. It just mm. uh, we're just not talking about it. It's like uh, Saint Francis, you know, speak you know living the gospel and using words if necessary. Mm-hmm. So as I was seeing men through the uh, past several years. Um, I am trained in men's health. I was a flight surgeon in the Air Force, and then I had specific training and um, fellowship in men's health and women's health. Uh, so I would get a lot of guys to come in. A lot of it was testosterone replacement, which is important as you get older, uh, not just for the sexual aspect, but bone uh, structure pre- uh, preservation, uh, muscle mass preservation, and a lot of other things. Uh, people would come for whatever reason, a lot of it was libido-related. And uh, as we, uh, you know, got them in better shape, uh, I would say, I would ask them specific questions. How's the relationship if they were married with the, with your wife? And so many men would say, I don't need a wife. I have a computer. Hmm. Wow. And uh, I realized that years ago. And I, I was just appalled. And so I started doing lots of research into this and uh, have been working with some of the national experts that, that have clinics. Uh, there's one priest in particular uh, we're going to have come and speak to us um, in the in the spring, Father Sean Kilcally, who has a program called Integrity Restored. There, there's just a lot of good stuff out there, but most people, again, they, they don't want to hear about it. It's like, oh, we can't talk about it. But then they're secretly looking at computers, and it, statistically over half of men look at it regularly. Mm. And uh, actually there's a lot of women too, mm-hmm. uh, not just Catholics, other faiths. Mm-hmm. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but um, you know, us Catholics are really doing pretty good in this. It's just we've been poked at so much that it seems like we're the only ones with the problems. In fact, the other faiths and even non-faiths are worse. So we're doing pretty well. It's just uh, everybody likes to make us look bad. So as, as we started looking into the pornography issue, it's kind of a taboo topic to talk about. And, and my friends would say, if you're going to have a meeting, invite people to come and talk about it, forget it, because no one's going to show up. Hmm. So we started praying and thinking about it, and we realized that human trafficking is part of all of this. There's, depending on whose estimate you look at, 20 to 30 million people in the world that have been trafficked. Wow. About 20% are slaves. 
uh, I'm sorry, uh, sex slaves, and the other 80% are human slaves on fishing boats in different parts of the country. In the United States, there's at least 300,000 young women that have been uh, sexually trafficked, average age around 13. Mm. Uh, almost all of them uh, either were on drugs or now are. Almost all of them uh, are part of the opioid uh, problem. And uh, it, it happens all over. I know it's happening in the UP, mm. close, close to here. Uh, I don't need to name the towns, but they're within a couple hours of Marquette. Uh, and in Orlando, where we are, it's the third uh, busiest place for human trafficking because of uh, the Disney attractions and the ports and everything mm. else. It's all cleverly blended in. In, in addition to that, uh, actually addressing this dilemma, there are really not very many places to house women that have been rescued. It's primarily women. I think in Orlando there were only six beds, and this requires uh, intensive care because they almost have to be completely reprogrammed. We've just heard of another facility in our area that's a little closer to the beach that we're going to see what they're doing. So what we need to do with this uh, as medical uh, professionals is really educate and find others that, that can take care of them and also provide counseling for them. So those are some of the things that we're working on in yeah. Florida. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a matter of scale. You know, the, the six beds that Chris talked about takes about a year and $40,000 a bed. So they mm. need to scale it up. Mm. Uh, we're working with Catholic Charities that's very aware of this. Um, uh, so we're basically doing the education prevention. And then, you know, we're, we've made ourselves available as medical professionals when people are rescued to, to help with their initial evaluation. But once they get through that, they have to have, uh, you know, they've got to get deprogrammed. They have to get off the drugs. They've got to get a mm. life skill. And it's just, it's just a lot of work. At this stage, we want to educate people. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things we did in Florida we're pretty proud of, we had uh, something called the White Mass, and that's where the bishop comes out with the medical people. And uh, they had never done anything quite like this, but we decided to focus on human trafficking and child pornography as the topic. We had a dinner. We had two world-class speakers that came out, uh, Jason Jones and Mark Houck, and they spoke. And... Uh, so we were able to get 300 people in attendance, and we have it all on film. If anybody wants it, we'll send mm -hmm. it to them free. They can use it. Mm -hmm. This was done from the uh, Catholic Medical Association, which there are chapters all over the country, but this was the Orlando Guild, and, which we're part of, and Lance's president of the guilt and this was a way to involve other physicians which we're still working on uh, to get our group bigger it was very successful right right mm -hmm. it was and Chris is the secretary of the, of the group so we, we've more than doubled our membership uh, again it's it's a it's a matter of awareness you know uh, mm -hmm. physicians are 
pretty much uh, guilty of having too much to do. But uh, again, we're trying to appeal to their sense of uh, uh, fellowship, stewardship, Mm -hmm. and uh, that they need to set aside some time to help with these, you know, very, very significant problems Mm -hmm. that are really ruining the country. You know, the pornography thing. Uh, Kids are looking at their cell phone age eight Mm -hmm. and uh, Mm -hmm. seeing things they shouldn't see. And if you look in the mall or... Uh, Walmart or any any place people are walking around, the kids are you know they're in the strollers looking at their iPads and mm. and parents really need to clamp down on that. And mm. there are programs, uh, Covenant Eyes being one, mm-hmm. and lots of information uh, that's out there. Uh, we're we're in the process of putting together a website and we're going to have information on that regarding this and some of the other things we mm-hmm. we talked about. So great, great. Maybe talk some more. Lance, about how um, being consistent in your Catholic faith and your medical practice, how that you took some uh, cost, in a sense, losing positions. What would you say to other young medical professionals that are even in training who are Catholic? What would you encourage them about and that, that growth? I just went to the mid-year Catholic medical in Mundelein, uh, Illinois, and I was amazed at the young people that were really, really bright and how many were going to go into OB. That's probably the hardest, and anesthesia, because they have mm. to provide you know, those services for people that undergo sterilizations or uh, other things. And so I, I think we have to band together. Mm. Uh, and that's why I think Catholic Medical is such a great group. If you look at Catholic doctors, unfortunately, over 90% you know give out contraception and they do sterilization so we need to clean up our act we need to look at humana vitae and read it it's not very long and if you read it and you hear what it says about professionals and the dignity of life and pray about it i think most doctors are going to go hey you know i got to do this personally i have employed some legal help uh, so we're going to try to go after these people that are uh, in Florida, for example, where I work, you cannot hold prejudice against uh, providers that refuse to do abortions or tools or in the same statute. The, the, I think the, the uh, United States in general now kind of follows that. So we've mm-hmm. got a good good wave going, and I think we just have to band together. And, uh, you know, we're, we're at a tough time in, in the church uh, and in the world. And so you just have to make a decision. Do I really want to follow what Jesus is asking me to do? Am I ready to sacrifice, you know, perhaps all? Uh, we didn't lose everything. Mm-hmm. We've been very blessed, but we just kept hanging in there. And eventually we we did make a statement, and I think other people can follow uh, in, you know, kind of our footsteps, what we've done. Not that we're that heroic. It just it came up, and mm-hmm. I just did it. Mm-hmm. And I think other people need to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, go to Mass every day, read the Bible, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just support each other as much as we can. Uh, and pray. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it's important. And I I think you said uh, at one point at the beginning of this, today is the day that you you heard that you actually have a job again. Right. So we yeah. are so... Actually, on the way over here. We, we just heard, <laughs> wow. and we're so grateful yeah, Kristen, mm-hmm. you didn't seem that excited. I just thought, well, I'm just trying to let this all, you know, sink in here. 
but yeah, God will take care of you. You know, I'm not uh, the world's finest scripture quoter, but you know, when he talks about taking care of the the birds and uh, mm-hmm. and all the other animals and how important we are compared to them, mm-hmm. that you just have to trust. I mean. You just look, the Bible's rich with stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also is rich with uh, how tough the world is out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm rereading Genesis, and uh, we did some awful things in history. <laughs> so this is nothing new. I mean, we've been doing right. this since the beginning. Right, nothing new under the sun, <laughs> as the Scripture says. And it, just as you put it, you know, a, a great organization like the Catholic Medical Association, you can band together, have a conviction together. And we're fortunate here, our last uh, episode of Witness to Hope, we had Dr. Michael Zirkus, who was part of the St. Francis Hospital operation there, where they're really trying to be consistently Catholic. He's an NFP-only provider himself, made that journey just as you have. So you're right, um, others that share that conviction can be a strength. Right. Yeah, we have to band together. And then legislatively, like that conscience clause for Catholic doctors, it's important. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of attorneys that are actually pretty good guys that are helping us out. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, thank you so much again for your witness and what you're doing. Uh, We hope that mm, we can see some more of what you're doing come into our own diocese here, too. So let's pray together. And thanksgiving for your having a job again. Sure, thank you. (laughs) We'll pray in the name of the Father, the Son, Son and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for again your faithfulness providing for our needs. And thank you for all the ways, again, you've deepened Lance and Christine and special ministries where you can touch many lives. Blessed Mother, we ask your powerful intercession for conversion of hearts and minds to your Son, the Lord of life. Hail Mary. Full of grace, grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.